Welcome to Wisdom Unlocked, The Ways of God, a production of Lion's Share, a ministry that aims to co-mission with Jesus in making disciples of all nations. We ignite and provide resources to disciple makers in the church and throughout the vocations. In our world today, there is more information available than at any time in history, but wisdom is in short supply. In this podcast, you'll hear how learning about the character and ways of God is a guide to wisdom. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Wisdom Unlocked, The Ways of God from Lionshare. I'm your host, Sonia Beerson, and in this podcast, we talk about wisdom, God's wisdom, which we call the ways of God, the way God does things, and the ways in which we should. I'm joined by Dave Buring, the founder and president of Lionshare, who's a pastor, teacher, disciple maker, a life planner, <laughs> and who's also been a missionary with YWAM and Messenger Fellowship. And he's also someone who's had a profound influence on my life, so I always enjoy getting to sit down and talk, be reminded of his teachings, and also share it with uh, all of you. How are you doing today, Dave? I'm doing all right. I'm glad we're talking about this teaching because I've had to apply it in my life today. Well, let's dive right in. (laughs) We are going to talk about weakness. Dave, no one likes to talk about weakness. Why are we talking about weakness? How is this one of the ways of God? Why does he want us to make this one of the ways that we do things? Why, 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 why? Yeah, so, you know, I I bumped into this many years ago, and it's just been freshened up uh, at the very end of last year for me in a very practical way. So let me read a passage, 2 Corinthians 12, 8 to 10. This is the Apostle Paul talking, and he says, Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. So he he had this thorn in the flesh, and, and people have all kinds of ideas of what this could be. I, I tend to believe that um, the Judaizers, who were people that would preach a little bit uh, uh, and agree with Paul about Jesus, but would say, you also need to be circumcised, you need to obey the law, you need to do these things. And I think they were a pain in his rear end. And he went to the Lord several times, says three times, pleading with the Lord about this. And this is what he says, but the Lord said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. Check this out. For my power is made perfect in weakness. And then, of course, Paul, who didn't do anything half-baked at all, he said, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I am content, check that out, I'm content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And because we live in a culture where we don't want to reveal any of our weakness, like just think about, I don't think anybody posts their worst pictures on social media. It's always the best ones. And we don't want even want that part of our lives exposed. But there's something about the nature of how we have been made, our bent towards sin, our own selfishness, that somehow when we, again, come into this place of understanding God's grace, which we've not earned nor do we deserve, yet he freely gives it, that he wants us to recognize that on our own, we can't overcome anything. It's only when we recognize our weakness. Remember what he said, for when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Dave, I don't feel powerful when I'm weak. How, how does that work? 
Yeah, I don't know that any of us do. <laughs> so, so let me just kind of tell you how I how I look at this and respond to this because there are times in my life, three words that I see in the Bible: um, weak, needy. There's another favorite word, right? Uh. Weak, needy, and powerless. Um, Hebrews 4 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. So in other words, Jesus fully relates to us. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So we have this, this place of not only weak, but needy. And, and it's learning to acknowledge that that and so don't just think of needy as pouty and and you know that kind of dynamic just legitimate needy like i remember the time uh, i flew to brazil uh, i was living in kona hawaii at the time it was a long flight it was kona to honolulu to los angeles to miami to rio de janeiro to brasilia so by the time i got off the plane it was like oh my gosh and i was supposed to go right in and speak and it's like who set this schedule up, you know? And but but I had been learning these things, so as I'm exhausted and I'm in this place, I, I'm not only acknowledging, Lord, I feel physically weak, I'm kind of emotional and mentally, spiritually needy, and I add the third one, which we see in Romans five six, where it says, while we were still powerless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly, and I said, Lord, by the way, not only weak, needy, but I feel powerless. And so I'm just coming to you and just just my exercise what it is Sonia it's exercising humility. Mm. It's it's instead of in my pride saying I can suck this thing up and make this happen. Just mm-hmm. come on, I can do this. That and we go into that self-talk mode. That grace doesn't land on it. Remember James 5 uh, 4 6 God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So the first step of this is engaging or embracing humility. And so in that moment, I knew the principle, so I embraced humility. God, I feel weak, I feel needy, I feel powerless. And I got to tell you, when I yielded all those things to him, he showed up for me that night through me. Now, I was tired when I went to bed, but boy, God showed up through me. So that remember what Paul's saying, my power is made perfect in weakness. Amazing. You know, this was probably such a, not just a countercultural teaching when Jesus taught it too uh, through his life. I'm sure so many people felt drawn to him because they also felt, you know, in the Roman Empire context, right? Mm-hmm. Powerless and weak and mm-hmm. needy. Um, but it surely is countercultural now. It is. No one affirms you for being powerless and weak and needy know, or even I, humble. Nobody says like, hey, good job. Yeah, I admire your neediness. <laughs> no, it just doesn't happen. No, we are constantly affirmed for exactly what you just said before. Mm-hmm. I powered through. I sucked it up, right? I was in survival mode and I pushed through and I got it done, right? Look at me. I did it. That's what's celebrated. Mm-hmm. Saying that I'm needy or even showing your weakness in front of other people, it, it kind of makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? If you confess that you that that you are that way, why is this a way of God? Why do, why does God want us 
to to be this way? So I think it, it's number one, it's acknowledging what's really there, and I think it's it's becoming comfortable with being there, and it's not so that we stay there. So I don't want you to, to anybody who's hearing us think that you're supposed to just acknowledge weakness, neediness, powerlessness, and you just kind of sit there like a clump on the ground. That's not what I'm talking about. It's it's something that Hudson Taylor referred to as the exchanged life. And in other words, you're exchanging your weakness, your neediness, your powerlessness as a human being for Jesus's strength in you. And so it's an exchange that goes on, but but it's it's um you know, it's like taking that check that has an amount written out on it and you take it to the bank and you exchange that check that you received for cash. You're exchanging it for something you can stick in your pocket, walk away with, and live. And and Jesus wants us to come to him when we are thinking these things, feeling these things, and he wants to exchange. That's why Paul Paul said, my power, you know, God saying to him, my power is made perfect in weakness, is when you exchange your weakness, your being needy, your being powerless, that moment of confession of that, of embracing humility, acknowledging in humility where you're really at, allows God to come through. I, I, one of the things that uh, a friend, George Otis Jr., years ago said that I really appreciate, he said, do you understand, Dave, that Jesus is attracted to humility? Like God's presence is drawn to humility. And so so what we're talking about here is really walking in God's ways, which is acknowledging in honesty and humility where we're at, so he can come through both in us and through us. That's really what it's about. Yeah, I really like that phrase, the exchanged life, right? Like maybe I am willing I don't want to think about it in a transactional way. Right. Right? Which we we have that default, right, as yeah. humans is is to look at biblical things transactionally and then and then we get in trouble. But but understanding that God fills that mm-hmm. void, mm-hmm. right? That that place of weakness, that place of neediness. Uh, that that place of powerlessness, you know, and we'll probably talk about this at, at some other point when we talk about yielding, but yielding that exchange, right? Yielding mm-hmm. um, ourselves to God, filling that is also part of that activity. Uh, this this phrase, the exchange life, you mentioned Hudson Taylor. Who who's that? So Hudson Taylor was a missionary to China. He's one of when if you just. Um, Type him in and search for him. You'll you'll get great stories about Hudson Taylor, but a man of God that served in China for many years. And this was a discovery that he found. I believe it was a letter he was writing home to his sister where he had discovered his own powerlessness in areas and realized he just couldn't do this on his own. And he began to understand that Jesus wanted to say, look, if you give me that, I can then come and empower you. And so as part of this embracing humility and where you're really at, he also was realizing that the next, if you want to call it step, or the next response is surrendering everything. So like in the situation I found myself in not long ago, I I acknowledged these things. And, and it happened to be all three. I could say, hey, I'm dealing with all <laughs> weak, needy, powerless. Let me throw some other things in there too. But then it was it was turning it all over to the Lord, like handing it to him by surrendering it all and just saying, Lord, there's nothing I can do about this to bring about change. There's nothing I can do to transform me, them, the situation. And it wasn't a passive 
certain like, okay, here we go, Eeyore, I guess it's never, it wasn't that at all. It was a yielding it into someone's hands who can handle it, Jesus. And, and in doing so, um, that was the moment that things begin to change because then the, the, the other piece of this, Sonia, is I love this Philippians 4. We're supposed to receive peace. Like check this out, Philippians 4. Do not be anxious about anything. Like that's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So the three pieces for me is embrace humility, meaning acknowledging where I'm at, surrender everything into Jesus's capable hands, knowing I can't do it, but he can. And then in that moment for my own Peace of heart and mind is simply receive peace. God, I receive your peace right now. And and sometimes I leak. You know, I, I get the peace and about 20 minutes later it's gone. So I gotta repeat this process over again. <laughs> and and but but we 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 gotta understand, and I, I can't quote the passage off the top of my head, but in Romans, it says that we're supposed to to live out of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And I just find that a lot of us, including myself at times this past year, I was not living out of peace and joy. I was just kind of doing my best, and I was leaning on God, but I I've had forgotten some of that. And in his kindness, he reminded me while I was away for a little while to have that restored. And so day in and day out now, I'm just almost confessing to the Lord my need for him, surrendering it, and he's giving me peace, and it's a wonderful thing. You know, as I think about that, I think about what do I usually do or what do I hear people usually do when they're in a, a, a situation when they really are feeling kind of that Romans 8, I don't know how to pray, mm-hmm. right? Like just, just sounds are coming out of me, you know, just grunts and groans, yep. right? Um, that only the Holy Spirit can yep. really understand what it is I'm feeling. And uh, instead of the exchanged life, Right of you know of course there's the humbling of yourself there's a surrendering there's also kind of this um, well I know that God's gonna make this all right like I know I kind of know what the end is going to be and so I'm bad for not for for struggling with this weakness right now mm. right like I should know that there's this promise over here I should know that God's gonna work all things together for good. Um, but I can't get there and I'm a bad Christian <laughs> because yeah. I can't, yeah. right? There's this self, um, condemnation that goes on. And uh, I remember you telling me, you know, self-condemnation is never, that condemnation is never from God. Mm-hmm. That That's not his voice. Mm-hmm. So in those moments, when you hear that, that's the little tape recorder going on in your head mm-hmm. or it's the enemy. Yeah. No, that's exactly right, and I think again, it's that it's a, a an awareness that like so. Let me just talk plainly here on this: the Holy Spirit is either in you or He's not. And as a follower of Jesus, it promises us that He's in us, but we often don't cultivate that inner dynamic inside, and we we just think we pray, okay, Lord, would you bless my day rather than drawing on the strength of the Holy Spirit. So what this weak, needy, powerless stuff is, it's kind of getting you out of the way. 
so that the Holy Spirit has room to come and strengthen you, heal you, um, empower you for what's needed. Um, and, and that's really what it is. And and I think for a lot of us, that's never been cultivating us or nobody's ever taken the time to say, hey, it's okay if you're feeling that way. Like, again, right, as if God doesn't know. He's, I'm shocked that you're needy. You know, he, it's, he already knows. And so it's just, again, it's acknowledging before him in a relationship where you're at and you you don't want you to be the final resource. You want him, the the maker of all things, the one whose resources are limitless. You want to draw on him, not your limited resources, particularly when you do feel weak, needy, and powerless. And I think the the best way to receive peace, right, is is certainly you know the the work of the Holy Spirit, right, but also the promises of God. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have a pastor who had said, who had preached a message and, you know, you try to remember, you know, a pastor feels really good if you remember one thing from the message like three months later, right? So good job, pastor. Mm -hmm. Um, He said, pray, don't pray the problem, pray the promise, Mm -hmm. right? And I don't think he was saying like, don't describe the problem at all. Uh, But he was saying like, we focus so much on praying about the problem and what we think the outcome should be. Pray the promise, focus on the promise. And the way you know the promise is scripture. Going back to who you know God is, right? You know, going back to what he has promised. And that has helped me, you know, in those times of struggling to receive peace, Mm -hmm. um, struggling because I don't know why I'm going through what I'm going through or what the end is going to be. There is no answer. And I don't want that pithy. Mm-hmm. You know, totally. churchy, you know, yeah. Christianese, you know, uh, I don't know, like, a, um, what's that verse? <laughs> Jeremiah 29, 11, right? Like everybody yeah. pulls that out. I, I, I need to pray the promises of God. I need to go back to who he is. Yeah. And I know you feel really passionate about that, Dave. Yeah, I do. It's like I have to come back to God's character. And I, I know on one of these episodes, I think, Sonia, we've talked about this but when I was a when I was a twelve thirteen year old, my mom had this little saying that she got from somewhere, and you know, so think about this in the early nineteen seventies. She's typing it out on her typewriter uh, six times on one eight and a half by eleven sheet, and she went on green paper and ran off copies of it, and and I remember her giving it to me, and I, I've actually looked in my childhood box up in the attic, and I can't find it, so I've lost it somewhere. But the essence of it, it was maybe three sentences, but the first sentence w- went something like this, that nothing can come your way except approved by the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, which means he has a purpose for it in your life, whether it's building character, whether it's muscling you up in, in as a disciple of Jesus, whether it's teaching you how to exercise warfare, or whether it's revealing God's character to you. That getting that thing as a 12 or 13 year old has helped me, you know, for for 50 years now of my life of of realizing, okay, so I just gotta step back here. And if this has come my way, no matter how painful, challenging that God is, number one, with me in it, and there's something that he wants to do in me or through me in the process. And, you know, that's a lot easier said than done, and, and I acknowledge that. 
But I, I think like for me, like Sonia was expressing, you know, how she will maybe find that piece for me. One of the greatest places I do this is I put my headsets on and I have different worship sets kind of on my phone. I have worship celebration, worship intimacy, worship warfare, you know, so whatever the situation is. And I got like about an hour, hour and 15 minutes of worship for each of those. And sometimes it takes me that long to get there. But for me, worship is one of those places that everything else falls away. His presence comes near. He reminds me of his character and his ways and everything levels out. Mm. And it lets me then go, okay, now I can get up and go operate out of peace. And um, so food for thought. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can find more on weakness and grace in chapter three of A Discipleship Journey, a proven and practical tool for making disciples of Jesus, and that's available at lionshare.org. The e-version is available on Amazon, the e-book, and you can also find episode notes for this teaching at lionshare.org slash podcast. Don't forget to download our new app. You can search the app store for Lionshare Leadership Group, where you can also get access to Dave's free daily video devotionals. And uh, that that's where you're going to find some verses and some mm-hmm. you know very short uh, dwellings, things to think about, about the character and attributes and nature of God. And that's also going to kind of help you um, just reflect on on who God is so it doesn't get in the way of of kind of your discontent, your frustration, you know, when you're in the waiting, right? Uh, and of course, you can support this podcast with a small donation. So you can do all that on the app. Well, Dave, thank you so much for uh, joining us, for um, sharing about weakness and grace. I know this is a topic that has been near to your heart in this last season, and so um, I appreciate that. And I also want to let our listeners know you're going to be hearing from some other folks this season. Uh, not that you're bored of our voices, but we wanted to include some other people in the Lion's Share family who have some great things to share also about mm-hmm. the ways of God. And we just wanted to kind of diversify who you're hearing from. So in the course of the next couple of months, just be excited to hear some new voices. And of course, we'd love to hear from you. So um, send us some ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts, but you can also email us, info at lionshare.org, and we'll do our best to get back to you or you know it's just always encouraging for us to hear from folks so thanks everyone wisdom unlocked the ways of god is a production of lion share a ministry that ignites and provides resources to disciple makers in the church and throughout the vocations to learn more about what we do and how we can help you please visit lionshare.org you can also follow us on facebook instagram and vimeo 